Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. As we study the Word of God, what is it? These are spiritual glasses. We begin to see things. That without this faith, we would never, ever see. By the way, is that spiritual world real? It's just as real, if not more real, than the physical world. Because it's going to last forever. And so that's what we're talking about. And that's why there's a clarity of things that simply don't make sense. Faith believes God's promises, here's the hard part, without any physical evidence. The Christian life seems to be filled with paradoxes. You're asked and sometimes commanded to do things that make no sense from this world's point of view. You're promised things you can't sense with your physical senses based on believing someone you can't see with your physical eyes. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about faith. You'll hear him talk about what scripture defines as faith and why it's hard for you to get a handle on that. You'll learn about the importance of having someone big enough to trust, to believe on and in, and why God is the only one who can fit that role. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 11 as he begins his message, Faith That Pleases God. Here's a headline that just came out recently. 787 Boeing Dreamliner grounded jet leaks fuel in tests by Japanese airline. How many have seen some of these things? Okay. Now, here's a question for you. As you begin to see there's problems with this, maybe you work for Harris and you go to the office and they say to you, uh, we need you to fly out of the country. And the bad news is you're going to have to go to India, the good news is you got this brand new 787 Dreamliner that we put you on. Now, what is faith? Hello? Oh, I like Boeing. That's wonderful. Is there any other options? What is faith? Faith isn't just buying a ticket. Faith is what? Getting on the airplane and what? Sitting down without your Xanax, (laughs) getting on the airplane and sitting down. We like to talk about, oh, I have faith in God. Really? Well, let's see it. So that's what you're going to see. Now, interesting enough, when I came up with that, I was thinking about it. This just came out from Japan. All Boeing 787s in Japan have been grounded until further checks. So I don't think it's a big issue. It's a fantastic plane. And when you have new planes like that, there's always a few little issues. Now the United States has put every 787 
on hold until further maintenance checks. So now Japan, now America. So you don't need faith to fly the 787 because there's nothing to fly. Now, when will you need faith? When they what? Release them. So that's what faith is simply all about. Beth Moore says this, we believe in God, but we don't believe God. Let me say that again, because it looks like to some of us that, well, that's the same thing. No, it isn't the same thing. We believe in God, but we don't believe God. You see, faith is essential to us living. You know that. I know that. Everyone has faith and lives with faith. If you're here as a Christian, how did you become a Christian? It was an act of faith. We exercise our faith, our belief that God's word was true. That if we confessed our sins, he would forgive us and believe that Jesus died on the cross he would acknowledge that as righteousness. The debt has been paid. So when you became a Christian, you became a Christian by faith. Can you prove it? No, you cannot. And we'll see that quite often as we go through 1 John. Now, the rest of our lives, the journey that we have, it doesn't start with faith and then end there. That's just the jumping off point. The rest of our life, our journey, is always by faith. Look at this verse. You know it well. You're in Hebrews 11. It will be there, and then we're going to be in the Old Testament some. Notice this. Paul says this. Once he became a Christian, I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ now, he lives in me. Now, the life I live in this body, I live, say it with me, by faith. See, it's not an event. It's a lifestyle. I live by faith, In the Son of God, our faith has to be grounded in someone. There has to be this point. I I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and simply gave himself for me. Now, what does that mean when Paul says, I live by faith? Live by faith simply means dependence or reliance on God. The Christ follower, you and I are to live every single day dependent on Christ. We yield to him. We allow Christ to live his life through us. Now, you turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Let me give you a little background so we keep, even though we're only doing one chapter, you want to keep it in context with the book that's been written. The whole book is about Jesus is better. Everything in the book points to the Jesus better than the old covenant, the high priest, the sacrifices, all of those things. Jesus is better. And the background was that these Hebrews were facing a very dangerous situation physically for their lives, uncertain future. They were Jewish Christians who believed in Jesus, but of course they never had seen him. Their conversion placed them because they took that stand in very difficult circumstances. And this whole chapter of 11 is a history lesson of many people in the Old Testament. You'll see that as we go through. That's why it will take a while who believe God and then live by faith and followed him no matter what. So their testimony of faith, as the writer of Hebrews writes it, encourages these Jewish people that are facing, as we just mentioned to you, a mountain. They're struggling. 
Well, when they see their Jewish relatives, DNA-wise, had overcome this, it would help them, encourage them not to waver in their faith. So really, chapter 11 deals with the exercise, two things you want to write, the exercise of faith and the endurance of faith. It's going to take both. It's not a short life. As you know, we got all these people on these new diets and new exercise, and we talk about that. We all make new resolutions. That's terrific. That's the exercise of my faith, but it's the endurance that's going to make it. You got to finish what you start. Now, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. That's interesting, isn't it? Certain of what we do not see. There's lots of different ways to write it. The New Living Translation. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that what we hope for is going to happen. It's the evidence, interesting, of things we cannot yet see. In the old Living Bible, many of you remember that from many years ago. What is faith? It's a confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us. Notice, even though we can't see it up ahead. So verse 1, if you want to write that in your Bible, this is really a description of what faith does. You can just write out there, Faith does this. So it's not really a definition. It just tells us what faith does. But here's a definition I want to give you. There's many. There's just a simple one. Faith is the complete confidence getting on the plane, if it were. Not just talking about it. Getting on the plane that God will do what he said or what he promised. Now, Understand, we live in a physical world. In almost all of the day that you live today, and all of the day that you'll live tomorrow, you will live by your five physical senses. Sight, hearing, taste, touch, and smell. But this chapter isn't really, even though we live here like that, This chapter is about another sense. This chapter reminds us that we're really spiritual beings. Here's the next thing I want you to write. It'll start to make sense to you. In the spiritual world, faith enables us to see the unseen. Faith gives you and I confidence to see things that the world doesn't see that the unbeliever doesn't see. Faith is like putting on corrective lenses that will compensate for short or long or however you have all kinds of issues with your eyes. Faith corrects our perception so that the word of God as we go through it, it makes sense for us and it helps us to live in our life. So what faith is, is like this, this pair of glasses. As you get older, You don't see things as clearly. How many know what I'm talking about? Okay. So I have to, in a physical sense, do what? I have to wear contacts. I wear contacts usually only to teach because it's just easier than fooling around with glasses. But if I have to really, really, really read fine print, guess what you put on? Demo readers, baby, right? 
So you can see that. If it's medicine, you want to take it right. Amen. So you have to put that on. So that gives you a perception. As we study the word of God, what is it? These are spiritual glasses. We begin to see things that without this faith, we would never, ever see. By the way, is that spiritual world real? It's just as real, if not more real, than the physical world. Because it's going to last forever. And so that's what we're talking about. And that's why there's a clarity of things that simply don't make sense. Faith believes God's promises, here's the hard part, without any physical evidence. See, if I had physical evidence, there's no need for faith. John, the beloved, says, I saw him, I touched him, I felt him, I talked with him. He didn't need faith. Jesus had lived with him for three and a half years. But what about us? I need faith. Because I've never seen him without, no matter what pair of glasses I put on. I I have no physical evidence, but I have plenty of evidence in my heart, in the spirit, that heart that God gave me. So faith, it makes things hope for. Notice hope is in there. Look at your verse again. Hope is in there. Look at that. Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for. What do you hope for? Now, I'm not, you know, I like to win the lottery, Pastor. I'm not talking about that. What do you hope for? Well, here's, I just wrote some things in, in a spiritual realm. I'm hoping to continue to grow and mature to be more like Christ. So are you. I'm hoping for Christ's return. Could I hear an amen? I'm hoping to hear God say to me when I get there, what? Well done. Good and faithful. I'm hoping for that. And I'm hoping to live forever in heaven with a new body. Amen. 7-Eleven and going for it. Whatever. Okay. Well, here's the problem. You have to have an object to base your faith on. So the next thing you want to write is this. The object of faith simply is God himself and his word. Notice Jesus gives us the teaching, the illustration to open our eyes. In Mark 11, 22, Jesus says this. Have faith, not in faith, not in a church, not in a man, but have faith in God. There has to be an object for our faith. Now, our faith is only as good as the object that we put our faith in. So let me read you this. Second Timothy, if we are unfaithful, he, God, remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. So I have no problem putting my faith in God because of two things. One, His character. Faith starts with believing in God's character. In other words, who he says he is. He can't fail. He's all-knowing. He loves us. He's not against us. He's for us. So I can put that faith, that object of faith, is God himself. And then, of course, it's in his word. Faith continues. It starts with God's character. But then it continues right here into the word, believing his promises, because his promises are this, that he will do what he says he will do. So character, he is who he says he is. And then the word of God, which is the other part of the object, that God will do what he promises to do. So when you begin to think about that, remember the definition I just gave you. Faith is complete confidence that God will do 
what he said, what he promises, the word of God. So the object of your faith is not a set of rules, religion, people. It's God himself in his character and his word. That's the object. That's why we base our faith in that. Now, where do we learn about the character of God? And where are we introduced to the promises of God? Where? In the Word of God. That's very simple. Consequently, Romans 10, 17, faith comes from hearing the message. Faith comes by hearing the Word. And the message is heard through the Word of Christ. So here's a key for you. We have people that take this out of context and they just hear things and they, well, that's God. No, no. True faith must always be based on a command or promise from God. That's basically why when we teach, we teach in context. Why will I do First John? Well, we have application all over. You'll see in a moment, we're going to be back in First Kings. We'll have application for it, but it's still in the Word of God. That text will explain this text. So understand, you just can't take a verse out and go, well, God told me that. Here's here's right it here's here. Boom, 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 boom. A hundredfold. I'm going to have a hundredfold right now. God says it right there it is. We'll take it in context, look back and see what he's promised. So we have to be careful that we just don't go looking, but we do have faith. Now, here's one thing. This will sound strange to you, but it's very good. When you do counseling and things are... Not well in people's lives. We've all been there. We all, we all need counsel a little bit. Turn to your neighbor and say, sometimes I need counseling. Go ahead and just do it. Come on, come on, come on. Am I right? How many, how many marriages need it tonight? Stand right now. We'll just talk, take a little time. And <laughs> Pastor Dave's here. We'll together, we'll just do a little group thing right now. You ready? Maybe not. All right. Well, we do need counseling. But very often when I counsel... I will say to the individual, how's your faith? Uh, my faith's pretty weak. Okay, well, then that's going to be a problem. Why is your faith weak, I would say? Well, I don't know. I just used to really, but I'm, I'm really having a hard time now. I'm not sure God's even in this, and I don't know what to do and whatever. Well, what do you think my next question is going to be? How much are you in what? In the Word. Well, I kind of got away from that. Don't have much time to really be in it. Really? Now, let's stop from what. Is there any connection between hardly any faith and not in the Word of God? Well, sure. Some of you already turned me off. No, I'm serious. You've already turned uh, Pastor Mark, just, come on, come on. Wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Pay attention to what I just said. If you're not in the Word of God, then you're not going to understand the promises of God. You will not understand the character of God until you'll start doubting God, which is the main role of Satan. Two things, to doubt God and to doubt God's word. So I'm not talking about ritual being in the word. I mean, being in the word, feeding yourself in the word. So that's why we do it. Sometimes it's so simple, but we all miss it. And it's very easy Satan hates people of faith because they're mountain movers. And the way he stops it usually is simply lack of any kind of zeal in the Word of God. So God spoke to some of you already to get your quiet time going. Now, next thing is this, and I'll go through this quickly. 
Faith must be exercised or tested to grow. Faith simply must be exercised or tested to grow. Faith is a spiritual muscle. And God designed our lives with ventures of faith. Stepping out. Some of us are a little more steppy outy than others. But we all have that little thing where God's going to grow us. Life, life is the gymnasium of faith. That's where we do it. Now, notice, faith must be exercised or tested. Who is going to do that? Who's going to design those tests for you? God is. He's a loving Heavenly Father. He understands us. He knows how He made you versus somebody else. So He's going to give me tests that He knows with His help I can pass. He's not going to give me something I couldn't pass with His help. He won't give it to me. Even some of the times there are trial, there are difficulty. First Corinthians. He won't give me more than I can handle with him helping me. He knows not to do that. So he's not out to defeat me. He's out to encourage me and strengthen me in my testing. Now, let's look at verse 2. This is what the ancients were commended for. The New King James says, For by it the elders obtained a good Testimony. So because these Old Testament people that we're going to study walked and lived by faith and not by sight, they pleased God. It was a good testimony. They pleased God. They received the approval of God. Now, you're going to see, one of the guys will get to it shortly, this whole series, look down at verse 6, this whole series is based on this premise. Look at verse 6. And without faith... It's what? Impossible to do what? To please God. Now, I know you want to please God, and I want to please God. So without faith, see, faith is dependence on Him, and then just stepping out when He says to do it. So these ventures of faith simply please God. So here's what you're going to write down. Living by faith, trusting Him, His character, and His Word. He is who He says He is. He'll do what He says He will do. It's simply pleases God. That's, that's the life that he designed for us. He, by the way, when you get to heaven, will you need faith? You already know the way I question it. You don't need that. What if I said yes? What? Why won't you need faith? Because everything that you want to know about, you can what? See. It's right there. You won't need faith. I wonder if there is a Jesus. You can reach out and touch him. So, That does away with faith. There's no need of dependence anymore because, again, we don't have that sin nature. Praise the Lord. Now, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Today, Pastor Mark taught that everyone exercises faith in ways they don't think about every day. You learned that it's impossible to please God without exercising faith. You found out that faith is the confidence that God will do what He said He'd do or promised that He'd do. Faith is like putting on corrective lenses that will compensate for spiritual short-sightedness. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Faith That Pleases God. You'll hear about the importance of understanding God's character before you can exercise faith. You'll find out where you can learn more about God's character. You'll learn about the relationship between the strength of faith and personal tests and why you need to have tests in your life in the first place. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Faith, the Lifestyle that Pleases God. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.